the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Continue to enjoy your best lawn ever with Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Contact them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025 or online, LawnDoctor.com. A lot more summer ahead plus the fall. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call for a free quote today, 401-392-1025. Find out also about keeping your family safe from ticks and mosquitoes, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Check out their website. It's LawnDoctor.com or call today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. I'm DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online on the website, DePietro.com. It is Wednesday. It is, again, cloudy. It's not your imagination. The, um, the weather is definitely, this is brutal. This is absolutely brutal. We are halfway through July. There's really no forecast that I'm looking at. I hate to say that, but it, it, it's just we wait all year for really three months, June, July, and August. And there's just there's no way out of this. Today is another hazy, foggy, cloudy day. Sun may pop out a little bit. The next two days could be partial sunshine, but then it looks like rain moving in again for the weekend. It's just... It's just brutal. It's bad for tourism. I think it's bad for everybody. It's bad for the mindset. I mean, think of this. We're gonna. It's like you blink, and all of a sudden we're into August. Until um, again, now there could be a stretch of weather, the rest of this month into August and September. That's bone dry, and then just nothing but sunshine. But it certainly is not happening right now, folks. I want to um, start off with uh, the story that you know we talked about that, and I want to give credit. You're gonna Dan McGowan is the one that broke it, but. Um, Last summer, I, I went to the press briefing of Mayor Lorza. He was at Dexter Street Playground, which is, I didn't, I knew there was a playground back there, but it's really just the, there's some land, a park behind the Cranston Street Armory, which you, you can't live over there anymore. I mean, it's, you know, years ago, years ago, like in the 20s, that was like, a, you know, a nice area to live even in the 30s. But, I mean, it's basically a war zone now, but. He uh, started talking about reparations. Now, that's a separate discussion, but yesterday at his big press briefing, Providence Guaranteed Income Experiment will give 110 families $500 a month for a year. This is nothing more than a gimmick to get votes. So this is a lottery. More than 100 low-income Providence residents will be guaranteed to receive 500 a month for a year. New program unveiled by Providence Mayor Jorge Eloza. Providence will be the first city of Rhode Island to pilot its own version of guaranteed income. Philanthropy-fueled experiment, dozens of other communities around the country are also exploring. Under his plan, 110 residents who live at or below 200% of the federal poverty level, you apply for the program, and then you get 500 a month. By the way, no, no strings attached. You want to use it at Twin River, you want to use it on tattoos, on booze, drugs, anything you want, no strings attached, boom. You win the lottery, 500 a month. Supporters argue the income boost will help low-income residents cover unexpected expenses and pay bills. Um, the pilot phase of the program is supported by $1.1 million in private funds raised by Lorza, including 500000 from the CEO of Twitter. Neil Steinberg, President and CEO of Rhode Island Foundation, called the program an investment in our friends and neighbors. Now, he said, there's no better time. We need to do this. COVID hit the communities, blah, blah, blah. Elors is a member of the Mayors for Guaranteed Income National Coalition. Concepts been around for many years. Andrew Yang brought it mainstream during his failed run for president in 2019-2020. So in Los Angeles, now there are places they announced plans they're going to provide 1000 a month to 2000 people for a year. Oakland, St. Paul, Minnesota, they're given 500 a month for a period of 18 months. Chelsea, Massachusetts announced last year it's going to provide 2,000 families, 400 for four consecutive months. No strings attached, but city officials say participants be asked to meet with a benefit specialist for enrolling to see how it'll affect housing vouchers, programs like food stamps. Well, they're not going to want to do it if it's going to affect that. So the city's partnering with University of Pennsylvania Research 
to study the families that are receiving it. I, I don't know how accurate that's going to be. Now, then you have State Senator Tierra Mack, huge progressive. She wants to defund the police. She wants to expand it potentially across the state and permanently. And then Governor McKee said he doesn't know that much about it. I still, um, folks, this becomes, it, it's just that, it's it's a lottery. And as many of you know, uh, as we've already seen, think how difficult, if you're listing right now in your business, and you know, listen, there's a worker shortage. There's a worker shortage. Businesses can't find people that will come back, especially they're not going to, they can't get people, if people are getting unemployment and then with the Biden extra money that they're getting every single week, people have taken the summer off. People don't want to go back to work. People are, quote, choosing not to work. If you pay people to stay at home, they will. Well, this is another version of this because it starts off 500, but then you become dependent on that 500. And then if people, if they can manage to find a way to, just as an example, sell drugs and then get the 500 on the side and then still get their EBT card and everything else at the end of the month when they sit down, they say, this works. This is great. This 500 now pays my rent. And then I use this money for my cell phone and this for the TV and this the booze that I drink. And this is for drugs that I buy. And then each week, once a week, I go to Twin River and gamble with this amount of money. I mean, that's how it can fall that way. But this is going to be, a, it, it's it's a lottery. And it's an element of it's, it becomes found money. And, and this is, it's hard to ignore, but this is really, it's a gimmick one year out. The primary next September, Democrat primary, Mayor, he needs to do extremely well in Providence, extremely well, really like run the table in Providence. And if you're giving people, literally they're giving money away. So think of people that you say, like there are lotteries that you get a certain amount of money, you know, every month for life. That's, that's like winning a lottery. And this is another form of that. Now, someone may say, for a lot of people, listen, 500 a month, that certainly comes in handy. That is fantastic. So better than nothing, better than what they have, and then you count on that. And think of how, just in your own, who who listing right now, you wouldn't mind having an extra 6000 cash. This isn't like 500 than taxes. An extra 6000 a year. That can pay a lot of different things for your life, for anyone's life, for some of the, for some of these people. But it's I, it's it's not healthy because they're going to start to believe they they are always going to get it. I don't think this is now. So for one year, it does maybe it does. Let's just take them at the word. This helped them get their car fixed or medical bills or things like that. By the way, if someone is living below the poverty level that way, they. Not to be mean, but they really shouldn't have a car. They should then just be taking public transportation. Cars are expensive. Cars break down. Cars have to be insured. Cars need gas. So a lot of benefits for those that don't, if you don't have to own a car. Um, After living, when I lived in New York City, and then you meet people that, but most people don't have a car, and they don't even miss it. And instead of paying a car payment, they put that money into rent. And it's a lot, lot easier. And you don't have to worry about that, of having a car. There's a lot of freedom goes along with not having a car. But um, but this is, I, I see this nothing other than it's a gimmick. Because he's trying to carve a path, figure out a way of how he can win the Democrat primary to be elected governor. I don't I don't see any other way to look at this. Um, I think that is Mayor Lohr's strategy. That's what he's really gearing towards, trying to get that in motion for that. And then this is one of the ways that the election, the primary for governor is next September. And this is a way that, hey, if there's 110 votes right there, never mind their families. So maybe he feels doing some goodwill, maybe he can add more than 110 families. Because um, I'm not sure how the money breaks out. I would think that there's actually a little more, more money that they could add some people. You do the math on it doesn't exactly add up for how much he has, how much they're giving out. So I tend to think that he's going to do even more than that. So even more people are going to win, if you will, or be chosen as the lottery winner. And then if you start to, you know, expand it from there, that's 500, 600 people, possibly, maybe even more. 
Um, if he chooses large families, 110 people, all families, four or five, maybe even more, uh, wants to make sure they're voters now, then he's got his voter list. Who knows? The way you, that could end up being an extra 1,000 votes if he could add up uh, as far as like the extended family. So anyhow, we'll talk about that and a lot more. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time full-time, maybe weekend work, you need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508 508- 336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. This summer, let J.K.L. Engineering keep you and your family nice and cool. J.K.L. Engineering, call them today, 401-351-7600. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L., it's going to be a hot summer ahead. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Remember, with J.K.L., 54 years in business, Reputation is second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navian certified factory dealer. Call JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available this summer. Call JKL Engineering right now. Remember, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool. Call JKL, 401-351-7600. Remember, JKL Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, a carrier factory authorized dealer. It's JKL. Call them, 401-351-7600. This summer, stay nice and cool with JKL Engineering, 401-351-7600. Listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays, we start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, tepetro.com. Joining me right now, he is a columnist with the Boston Globe. It's Dan McGowan. And Dan, if you don't mind, I'd like to start off. Um, I love in uh, Roadmap, folks, which we will tell you in just a few moments how you could receive it each way, each day the way I do. But uh, it looks like finally there is some, as you write, polling data on uh, Governor McKee. And boy, things really have broken and seem to be rolling his way. Rolling is a great way to put it. It is uh, he is in a, a really, I think, good position right now. Um, new polling data that uh, there's been this this consortium of, of uh, universities, Harvard, Northeastern, a couple of, uh, outside of New England that have been tracking um, per- particularly executive approval ratings throughout the pandemic. And you'll remember you know, at the very beginning stages when Gina Raimondo shot up to, you know, plus 70% approval um, early, early on in the pandemic, people had a, you know, pretty good feeling about her. Of course, things started to kind of tank a little bit 
uh, or at least fall down a little bit. And then by the end, Governor Raimondo, uh, her last month in office was down to 40% approval, which was very low. Um, you know, among even um, even among her colleagues in, you know, in, in other governor's offices. So now we have our first real look at at Dan McKee, uh, same group, same kind of poll, online poll. And they find that uh, just under 60 percent, 59.6 to be exact uh, percent of Rhode Islanders um, approve of the way he's handling specifically COVID. Um no question, you know, look, you're able to re- you're, you're able to reopen the economy, you're able to, you know, get the vaccine uh, uh, ship righted and really one of the best in the country. And he's benefiting from it. and he knows it. I mean, you and I talk about this every week, I think he feels very comfortable. I know he has pulled internally, and I believe the numbers came back pretty much the same um, as this national polling uh, service did. So uh, he's in very good shape as you look towards re-election or election next year. And uh, Dan McGowan, is, as far as how do you think um, that that is affecting or is it affecting some of the, the rest of the field of people that were thinking of running against him? Well, you know, the thing is, it's so early that I think the others still all polling can tell you whatever you want it to tell you. Right. Um, we know that uh, Seth Magaziner is polling right now. I believe Nelly Gorbea has polled. I think Mara Lors is the only one who hasn't actually uh, done his own polling uh, just yet. And, you know, what all of these, th- you know, your own survey will show you is um, there's always, there's a path, right? That's what the pollsters will tell you. You have to have things bounce right. Maybe you need to, you know, you're going to have to soften up Dan McKee, meaning kind of, uh, you know, take shots at him and go after him. So I think all these guys are going to have polling, tell them what they want to, to be told. Um, but, you know, the facts are the facts. Like if, if Dan McKee has a 60% approval rating heading into, let's say, June or July of next year, it would be, inc- I mean, it would be like a kamikaze mission to be to be going after him and, and trying to run against him. I couldn't imagine why, any of these other candidates would um, would want to do it other than the fact that they're kind of pot committed, right? They're, Nelly Gorbea has nothing else to do, quite frankly. Neither does Seth Magaziner. Neither does Mara Lorza in many ways. And so um, I think they're all going to, you know, continue to stay in it, but they can, you know, they read Roadmap this morning and see 60% approval for Dan McKee. They are not happy with that. It's also so when you think about it, Governor Raimondo, most of the time she was governor, she was not at 60 percent. No. She had the approval rating well below that, one of the worst in the country. Sticking with just uh, potential uh, opponents, your former colleague, Ted Nisi, he had he had hinted in uh, in writing that he thought that Matt Brown was maybe kicking the tires on the race. Um, and then the, apparently there was maybe even some polling done on that. What, what do you uh, hear? What do you, what do you think of Matt Brown maybe looking at the race? Well, there are two big names right now that are kind of circulating in Rhode Island circles. One is, is Matt Brown and Matt Brown. Uh, it, the thing with Matt Brown is you know, I remember, I, I remember election night, 2018 or primary night, 2018. And as you know, I'm gonna t- I'll take you behind the scenes a little bit. I was still at channel 12 at the time. And as you, you know, the way this works is you write your outcome stories ahead of time, right? So you write, you know, Gina Raimondo has won the primary or Matt Brown has won the primary uh, just in case so that you can, you know, get a story up as soon as the race is ready to be called. And I remember, you know, late in that night or, you know, 5, 6, 7 p.m. before the polls closed, there was all this buzz. Oh, my God. Matt Brown is doing better than people thought he was going to do. do. You know, he might actually pull this thing off. Remember me and Ted Nisi were talking about it, check, you know, texting each other, checking with sources. And then, of course, Gina Raimondo blew the doors off of him, right? You know, blew him out. It wasn't, wasn't even remotely close and didn't matter. The thing about Matt Brown, though, is that he's got that progressive base that all of these other candidates not named McKee are, you know, really grasping for. And so I think, you know, look, if he were to get into a race, uh, uh, potentially he, he could grab, you know, a 15, 20% of, of the, of the electorate, he would be a real factor for sure. Cause he would be the one he, what he could argue is I've got 
the real progressive credentials here. I am what I am, uh, whereas everybody else is trying to be like me. So I think that's really interesting. The other big name that's that's very much quietly circulating in in, in Rhode Island politics is the former CBS executive Helena yeah. Folks. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've talked to a lot of people who are aware of at least some level of interest in potentially running. She would be, for, for listeners out there, this is the you know, former high-level person at CVS, would be very similar to a Gina Raimondo, right? Uh, the pro-business kind of governor who, um, you know, would attract moderates, could, you know, be kind of make the argument that, you know, I'm the serious business person here. I'm not a career politician. Um, that seems uh, like a stretch to some degree. I, I'm not. I wouldn't put money on that, the fact that she would run, but her name is certainly out there. It is. I know the family very well. Is there? But but as you know, Dean McGowan, you know Gina Raimondo. Her first office was was treasurer. Is that something that Alina Folks would would look at, or is that is she too much of the mindset of if she's running for anything, it's it's governor. I can't pretend to be inside of that circle, so I don't know. Okay. What, I, what, what I think is happening is I think there's a, a tiny sliver of <clears throat> Rhode Island kind of insiders. And, and we're not talking, you know, the chiefs of staff in the statehouse. I'm saying, you know, the money people who are looking at this field and who like to be involved in politics and who say, you know, Dan McKee is not so bad. I don't love him. He doesn't have the same gravitas as, as a Gina Raimondo. The rest of these guys, I barely even know. Yep. Maybe there's an opening for somebody, you know, a very serious business type of person. And I think they're, I don't think they're as interested in, you know, who's going to be the treasurer, who's going to be the mayor of Providence. Um, and so I think it's a, one of those kind of, uh, the, the momentum or the push for this is you should be the governor, not you should enter Rhode Island politics. Do you think the um, the Governor McKee and his decision to really have the lieutenant governor with him? I was at the briefing yesterday. I mean, that is they're very consistent. Uh, lieutenant Governor Matos is also getting comfortable. Do, do you think that that's also playing in his favor? You know, it's funny. There are weeks, I, I feel like I go back and forth on this, John. There are weeks where I feel like, well, it's good for the older white man to have a Latina next to him who can, you know, kind of speak to a lot of Latino community issues and things like that. And, you know, he can kind of say, oh, yeah, what she said, right? Like, you know, back up sort of thing. Then there are weeks, though, where I feel like I, I watch or I'm in the room for those press conferences, and I'm not sure why she's there, right? She doesn't yeah. she doesn't dominate the room. The lieutenant governor doesn't have any power, and so you really are only there to say, hey, how about the violence in Providence, or how about what's going on here, you know, this, this specific issue. And so, um, you know, I don't think it plays into the minds of voters so much. Pro net, net, it's probably a positive. I think it's good for Dan McKee to have – you know, a, a confident woman of color around him. Um, I'd be interested to see, you know, a, as you start to really, you know, get into the the, the campaign season, you know, are we going to see Dan McKee commercials with the lieutenant governor? Are you going right. to see that sort of thing? Remember, everybody in, in politics always wants, this is Gina Raimondo and everybody else, you always want Jack Reed in your in your commercial, right. in, on your, you know, your mailer. Everybody's always fighting to have Jack Reed do this. And you wonder, what will Dan McKee want to, you know, be able to kind of show his support for diversity or support among diverse groups by having Sabina Matos right there with him? To me, it benefits her far more than it benefits him. But I don't know that it hurts him. Right. Folks, quick break. Excellent point. Uh, much more Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 
336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, mega truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's mega truck and trailer repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. J. Perry Paving always provides high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Residential, commercial, seal coating patios. Get your driveway paved. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and general masonry projects. J. Perry Paving, they offer free estimates. Call them today at 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. It's J. Perry Paving. Get your driveway paved. And if you're a veteran, no one has a better package for veterans than J. Perry Paving. Whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, J. Perry Paving has your back. Check out the benefits of investing in asphalt paving. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. Call them for a free quote today. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving, a licensed insured contracting company, they will meet your needs no matter how big or how small and no one treats veterans better than j perry paving call them today 401-732-1730 401-732-1730 for j perry paving we're speaking with dan mcgowan of the boston globe and dan congratulations you broke the story big scoop and i i wanted to i give him credit i mean it was a year ago that he had that dexter street Playground press press conference. Of course, I'm talking about the mayor of Providence, Mayor Aloysa. And that was the first time he was out in front talking about reparations. And he tapped into a national unit. And uh, yesterday he got a lot of press off it. We're still not sure exactly how it's going to work with this lottery. But he did find money. And he's going to have his pilot program where he, I believe it's going to be 110 families, $500 a month. So in that regard, he did come through with something that he announced about a year ago. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's funny. And your, your listeners, I think, are sophisticated enough to kind of understand this. You and I, when we talk about Marilorza in particular, there's kind of what we think personally or whether or not he's a good mayor or a bad mayor. And then there's what he says and whether he delivers no matter what we think, uh, right. when, you know, when it comes to his performance or how, or his ideas and he, Jorge Alorza is very consistent. He's strong about what he believes in. And he's been very strong about guaranteed income. In fact, you'll remember, I, I wrote a column only a couple of months ago, kind of saying how, you know, he really fails to execute on lots of yes. things. And he was so upset because, because of this specific issue, guaranteed income. He said, Dan, we're months away from this. We're going to get this done. You're going to see it. There will be a guaranteed income program in the city of Providence. Now, he, he's right. He's got a pilot program going. There's a lot of these programs playing out all across the country. I think Los Angeles just became kind of the largest city to do it. But you're even seeing it in small places. Chelsea, Mass is doing this. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a whole bunch of places that are doing it. The thing is, is it's lovely if you could, you know, you get the headlines, you get, uh, like you said, a lottery. I think it's a good way to put it. You know, that we're talking uh, 110 people, 500 bucks a month. The math on that ends up being about $660,000 um, over the course of a year. The question, though, becomes what next, right? Because right. 110 families is such a tiny number in the city of Providence. Let's play this out a little bit. I was doing a little bit of back of the napkin math. 
let's say you you, you were to do this for 5,000 people in the city of Providence. 5,000 is a very small number. We're talking 3% of the population. We're talking $30 million a year. Yeah. Uh, so these are big, big numbers. And while right now you can raise the money from philanthropic organizations, he's been able to do that. He has been on the phone working throughout the pandemic to try to do this. You know, at, at some point, it is a very reasonable question to say, wait a minute, you know, how are you going to afford this to really expand? Because 110 families is better than no families in the eyes of progressives. But it's not the end goal. I mean, you heard at the press conference, uh, yep. Tiara Mack, the state senator, said she wants to make this a statewide thing. She need, This needs yes. to be much larger than, you know, just a pilot in Providence. And so it's going to be really interesting. But to your point, Mayor Lorza said he was going to do something. He followed through on it. And, you know, the benefit here is he's going to get to do this over the next year. Let's say it were to launch September 1st. Well, He's going to get to campaign for an entire year on how he did guaranteed income in the city of Providence uh, without probably having to explain, you know, at the end uh, how he's going to actually continue the program going forward because he won't be the mayor anymore. What do you, how do you think uh, that his press conference went and uh, why did they select Amos House? And something that is missing is as much as I watch it, whether it's, it's Tierra Mac or uh, representative Williams, it, they didn't, they're not exactly like gushing and praising him. They seem to like the idea, but I, I don't hear a lot of like, I'm with him and he would, you know, almost like enthusiastically, he would be a great governor. So funny that you say that John, because I was thinking the exact same thing so much so that as I was watching this all play out, in fact, I was listening to, state representative anastasia williams and i'm listening to her speech or you know talk about this and how it's a good idea and she you know she went what three four minutes probably and i texted somebody before she was done speaking and i said no thank you to mayor lorza i know she and then at the very end she actually did say you know thank you credit to you kind of thing but you were right you you're touching on I think what is uh, Meryl Lorza's kind of biggest challenge running uh, for anything beyond being the mayor of Providence, because the progressives, people like Tiara Mack, would say, wait a minute, you are a supporter of charter schools. You're, uh, uh, you know, you're very critical of the teachers unions. You're not progressive. And then more conservative people, uh, Anastasia Williams wouldn't be the best example, but more conservative, but let's say Democratic leaning people say, oh, my God, you want to give away the store to everybody in the city of Providence. How can anybody take you seriously? So his, his challenge is he's got no real natural constituency. But, you know, the, the, the flip side to all of that is, as you and I often talk about, is he just doesn't care about that stuff. Right. And it, it, it might not make him a successful politician. It makes him, I wrote a column about this this week, too. It makes him a major factor because it forces, you know, what, what happened yesterday? Uh, you go to the governor's press conference and somebody asks about universal or guaranteed income, right? Puts the governor on the spot. Going yep. forward, it's going to put the treasurer and Nelly Gorbea on the spot. And so he, he's going to make this race very uncomfortable because he's going to do whatever he wants, even if it's even if it doesn't actually get him elected to the, the, the office of governor. Folks, so speaking to uh, Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe and Dan, your column, which I got. Uh, it got a lot of people talking. If, if you don't mind, touch on. I, I knew he, I I saw where you were going with. It. It's just he has he's going to have an impact on the race because, as you say, he doesn't care. There's certain issues he's going to pursue. It also it got uh, Bob Walsh, NEA Rhode Island, talking about it, and then it also got someone who had worked with Mayor Alorza who who responded and then even had to clean up his tweet. Yeah, well, it shows you how uh, number one how wildly unpopular i think the mayor is uh within that kind of gang of 500 or a thousand kind of insiders in rhode island if you were to make a list of let's say just the most influential people in politics in the entire state i i would venture to guess mayor lorza would be uh, not, you know, would be very low on the popularity list among those people. He, he's never won people over, like I said, fights with unions. So the progressives don't like him. He, you know, he's certainly pretty radical on, on social issues. So more conservatives don't like him. I think 
you know, someone like Speaker Shikarchi, who's very middle of the road and very easy to get along with, says, this, I just don't understand this guy. You know, he comes up to the state house at the last minute and asks for big things. He doesn't understand politics. So there's lots of things to criticize him for. My point in writing, you know, the column about him, and I know it touched a lot of nerves within the campaigns, is uh, he, he, this is, goes back to what we're saying. He doesn't really care about these things. He's going to speak his mind. He put the governor last week when he was talking about the charter schools in a really tough spot. Because that here's the thing. When it comes to charter schools, we, you and I and, and people who pay very close attention to this say, wait a minute, Dan McKee's the charter school guy. He's always been right. a charter school guy. The average voter hasn't clue that right. Dan McKee is the charter school guy. And what, what Jorge Alorza did was put him on the spot. He grabbed an issue that is clearly his biggest negative, the public schools in the city of Providence, and went on the offensive and said, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to allow this to be uh, the, the, the teachers union, you know, gets a contract and everybody says what a success Governor McKee is. I'm going to tell you what it's actually like to negotiate with the Providence I, I think there's a lot of people that the reaction to my column was first to write it off and say, he'll never be the governor. Look, I tend to agree with that. I think you and I both do. I do not think Jorge Alorza will be the next governor of Rhode Island. It doesn't matter, though. I think he will be a candidate, and I think he will be a major player because, again, he's not a poll-tested guy. He's not trying to figure out where he stands on things. Right now, you're, you're not hearing a lot from Seth Magaziner and Nelly Gorbea. It's because they're trying to sort of manufacture the issues that are going to define them in the race. Jorge Alorza knows what issues are going to define him, and he just wants to talk about them. Folks, another quick break. A lot more. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. Summer's here. You want to stay nice and healthy for you and your family? Pop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401 401- 305-3585. It's my health. Right in that old white church, di- diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, it's my health, where you're going to find vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like Isae, honey, maple syrup, Octave Skin Brushes, also over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas, it's my health where you'll find hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use, natural skin care products, hair care, hair care products, essential oils, body oils, and soaps. It's my health. Stop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, or call her 401-305-3585. Shop local and stay healthy with It's My Health right across the street from Davenport Restaurant. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, I just want to finish up with um, Mayor Alorza. In boy, your column got a lot of reaction. And also, what do you make of um, Governor McKee? I'll put him. He hasn't exactly figured out. And right now, he's not afraid to. There's an issue as far as, uh, you know, it bubbled up. And I was at the, the McKee press briefing yesterday. I was also there um, at, the, at the shooting on Public Street on Sunday night. But... You know, the governor saying, hey, I've offered state yep. police help and, you know, the mayor needs to take it up. And then, boy, to his credit, the, the Lorza people shot back and said, well, the head of the state police has been speaking with Hugh Clemens. So maybe, you know, the governor needs to talk to the state police more. I mean, that's when you think about the issue of what we're talking about uh, and the fact that the mayor is not afraid to mix it up with the governor. And there's definitely something about him that it kind of irks Governor McKee whenever he becomes somehow the topic. Well, this dispute almost reminds me, and I was barely a reporter. In fact, I don't even know if I was actually, uh, you know, a, a true reporter in Rhode Island at this point, but it almost harkens back to the Don Kachiri David Cicilline rivalry, right? Where, yes. where David Cicilline was confident in himself. And so he could fire back at the governor, but the governor was more than willing to have these kind of fights and the sanctuary cities comes to a, a mind. But even, you know, there's always this, this issue about, and you know, it probably better than I do, but there's always this issue between state police and Providence police. And when yep. does, when does the state police come in and help and how much of it is, 
an offer for help because it's political versus what's actually real. You know, certainly the Providence police guys would say, we don't need them, you know, uh, around our streets or uh, things like that. This is a really interesting issue. I think crime is going to be a major factor. Violence, yep. not, not crime necessarily, but violence is going to be uh, a major factor in the governor's race. And you're right. I, I think that the mayor has gotten to the governor a little bit. I think he doesn't know which, which way. I think Dan McKee doesn't know which way the mayor's going to go on lots of different issues. I think this one was an obvious moment. You know, you have another homicide in the city of Providence. And so, you know, Dan McKeague takes a chance, right? He gets to do this because he, he has his weekly press conference. He gets to be, you know, the, the uh, person who brings the news, the person who sets the narrative. And he says, look, you know, we've offered, I, I wish the mayor would do this. We sent a letter. We sent another letter. Uh, the mayor, though, is going to say, you know, he's pretty confident, I think, in handing off uh, law enforcement issues to his police department. I think he thinks, you know, Chief Clements, one of the most popular police chiefs the city has ever had, Commissioner Perry, very respected guy, certainly somebody who can go on television and carry, you know, the water of the, the city of Providence for whoever the mayor is. I think Jorge Lorza doesn't see this as um, as big of a, you know, a, a political liability for him. The broader problem is, there's no question you're seeing the spike in violence. It's a major problem and they have to figure it out. Um, but politically, I think he's willing to kind of have that fight with the governor. And, and, um, and the fact, do you, do you think, does the lieutenant governor, does she, do you think at some point they do start to, um, you're going to kind of unleash her a little bit more of a pit bull against him? Because right now it's, it's Governor McKee that takes it head on with the, with the mayor. That's what I would do. I mean, I, I think yeah. that, that, that's the right move. Here's the one challenge, though. You know, it, it's, it's one thing for... Uh, for you to, you know, kind of sick your number two on on someone, right? This is what happens in vice presidential elections, Kamala Harris versus Pence, right? That sort of thing. And and you think about that in this, um, you know, in this context. The one thing to remember, though, is Jorge Alorza and Sabina Matos have worked together, him as mayor, her as city council president for a really long time. And the mayor the mayor ran over the city council for, for the last two terms. The mayor has has never had... He's had fights with the council, very petty fights often. But the mayor in the end usually gets what he wants. I think the mayor thinks, you know, if you were to call this like a chess match, I think the mayor thinks he's a better chess player than Sabina Matos. And I think right now the mayor thinks he's a much better chess player than Dan McKee. And so I think he's willing to have that fight. Uh, he, he's willing to, to, you know, to take a punch from, uh, from the lieutenant governor because he can draw it right back. Where were you the last eight years, you know, when I was trying to do X, Y, and Z? Um, and so I think the mayor's willing to have that fight. But again, I think it's, for, to your point, if I'm Dan McKee, maybe I calm down a little bit with, with going after the one candidate who, quite frankly, I want in the race. So if I'm Dan McKee, I want everybody to run and I want right. them all to be kind of competitive but yeah, I, I think I would. I think I would say, hey, Sabina, you know, how about finding all the times that you were concerned about violence uh, in Olneyville and bringing it up and making it an issue? I could very much see that being a, 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 a an issue going forward. And Dan McGowan, again, just on, on this reparations or guaranteed income that they're talking about, one hundred ten families, five hundred a month. How how are they chosen? Is it a lottery? Does someone have to apply and? last year was going to be families of color is is it the same like wh when does this happen and like how do they announce it do you have any or are they still working through that any any idea on that well here's the thing that's going to make your head explode the the, the reparations conversation is actually separate from the guaranteed what? income conversation oh, wow. so Holy he cow. wants to do both he wants to do reparations uh, which is relatively undefined, as you know. We don't know any sort of money issue. We don't know, you know, if, how that would look. It's still in a very early process. Uh, in fact, they just hired Roger Williams University to kind of help craft a little bit more of that process. I think you'll hear more about that probably. I mean, let, let's face it. They love, everybody loves to do kind of uh, 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 
holidays or, or special moments, I would say Martin Luther King Day 2022, you'll start to hear a little bit more about the reparation side. The guaranteed income side is a separate conversation, but it is incredibly expensive. As we said, even just this pilot, $660,000 over the course of a year. Um, I think the goal is it, it actually comes, they, they, people will apply. It will be a, an application. And I assume there will be a lot of applications. And so, yes, there will be some way of whether it's a lottery or just finding ways to, to, you know, whittle it down to the 110. Um, and it's, it's, you have to be uh, at or below 200% of the federal poverty. The number I, that's in my head, if you're a single person and you make twenty-five dollars or $26,000 or less a year, you would qualify. And then it, you know, it kicks up for two or three or four family um, households. So it, it, this is much broader than just you know, people of color. I think it will almost certainly predominantly be people of color who are selected because that's the makeup of the city. But um, this, is, this is a kind of a separate issue than the, the reparations. Both will be costly and newsworthy over the next year. Folks, again, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And in today's issue of the Boston Globe, and you can also, we're going to tell you in just a moment how you can get roadmap uh, each, each day which I receive an email, and it's everything you need to know, links of uh, different stories, things that are happening. Dan McGowan, two stories that I highly recommend on the globe. One is, boy, there's no way to, uh, to get around it. Boy, the weather is definitely affecting this summer tourism. Uh, you know, there's no one in sight. It's, it rains. It's cloudy. There's a great, you know, you have some stories on that. And also the rise of the moors. It looks like they're going to be facing charges in Rhode Island. Yeah, I should say, let's go on the tourism first very quickly. You're right. I mean, boy, talk about unlucky. You, you, you oh. wish if you could get, you know, you get a Tuesday or a Wednesday every once in a while in the summer where it rains. You almost you, you must say, oh, we could use it. It cools down. It's OK. You keep getting weekend rain, which is just a killer for the tourism economy. And I think it sounds like this weekend you may get a little bit more rain. I know I'm going to be in Newport this weekend. And, uh, you know, we're, we're already looking about <laughs> at the uh, – um, you know, at the forecast and a little bit worried about it. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's been really dang, especially, you know, coming out of a pandemic. You know, you've had some of these places, Newport in particular, where you know, you've gone 18 months without a, you know, major boost in your economy. Um, and, and now you're getting kind of a, a summer that is, I hate to say it's ruined yet, still got, you know, the rest of July and August, but uh, things aren't looking good. And then that rise of the moors, Amanda Milkovitz, uh, I feel like you and Amanda Milkovitz are back and forth kind of competing on different <laughs> scoops for the rise of the moors. Uh, yeah, more, you know, more charges this time, this time out of Rhode Island, um, you know, on the, the perceived leader of the group. And, uh, you know, it, it's a fascinating thing because we talked last week, uh, you know, these guys, I think in many ways they want the attention, but some of these, you know, gun crimes, this isn't, uh, you know, you and I strapping ourselves, you know, no. uh, tying ourselves to a trade, right? <laughs> These are real charges that, that, you know, could send you to prison for a while. And so uh, it, it's going to be really interesting because so far you're not seeing any sort of back off from the, from the, the, the group. You're not seeing them say, Ooh, maybe we, you know, maybe we, we, we screwed that one up. I mean, we're talking fake IDs to try to buy guns, things like that. That's very dangerous. And it does go down that, that level of, you know, uh, terrorism more than it does some sort of, you know, free belief or anything like that. Yeah, no, it's definitely changed the dynamic of the story. Uh, Dan McGowan, if you wouldn't mind explaining how people can receive Roadmap the way I receive it each morning. Yes, thanks, John. Every week you let me do this. And every week, you know, my, my email floods with listeners who, who sign up. Roadmap is very simple. It's a ba it's a daily email that goes out before 8 a.m. It's got new information, reporting, analysis from me. Talked about Dan McKee's approval rating today. Uh, we broke the story yesterday about the guaranteed income in Providence, things like that. Uh, and then you get a rundown of links. Uh, you know, all the my column or the stories that we're working on, all the things that John and I talk about every day. Uh, and then you get a very simple breakdown of what's happening today you know it's where's the governor is there a press conference things like that um takes five minutes to read best thing it's completely free and the best way you can get it is just send me a blank email 
rinews at globe.com. Blank email. Don't have to write anything else. I'll know what it is. rinews at globe.com, and you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning. Folks, he's Dan McGowan. Uh, Dan, great job. Enjoy your vacation, and we'll talk to you again. Looking forward to it, John. Thanks. See ya. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist. Yankee Tree Service. They provide various tree services, including tree removal, pruning, land clearing, stump grinding, and bobcat service. Check out their website, yankeetreeservice.com. Whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding, Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree emergency service or bucket truck service they'll get up in the bucket call yankee tree service today for a free quote 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com i can breathe clearly now my mask is gone Nothing but a big smile for all to see Gone is the Fauci mask I had to wear My lungs will be full, full, full of beautiful air My lungs will be full, 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 full of clean air my lungs will be full, full, of beautiful air. My lungs will be full, full, of clean air. My lungs will be full, full, of beautiful Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA, Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokerage for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies you can depend on on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300.